Hello there, friends. Welcome to the Leo season Q and A. Uh, hope that you're doing well out there. My name is Spencer Michaud. Uh, I am excited that you're joining me here for Leo season and this beautiful Friday afternoon. Hope that you're all doing well wherever you are at. Please let me know that you are here by saying hi in the chat. Um, we're just going to hang out for a couple hours and uh, take all of your astrology questions. And, you know, if you have questions about tarot, astrology, if you want to, you know, talk sports or current events or whatever, that's fun too, you know. We're just here hanging out for a little bit, just spending some time together. Um, I am so excited that you are joining us here today, friends. And um, do me a huge favor, if you're new here, please subscribe to the channel. Please like this video, subscribe to the channel, uh, share it with your friends, uh, turn on that notification bell, and also uh, subscribe to the newsletter. There's a newsletter that I have at my website, Spencer Michaud. Dot com where you can find out when I'm going live next or new offerings that may be coming up. I have something that's brewing right now. Uh, it's going to be released. You know, we're going to be releasing it pretty soon. I can't talk too much about it yet, but uh, it's it's in the works and it's exciting. And I'm hoping that you'll join me for that. Um, I do have a sale right now. If you're interested in the Deccan work that I do, I do a series called the um, the Deccans of you know, whatever subsequent sign. And this this month, I have the Decans of Leo that is on sale for 20% off. So check that out at my website. And um, yeah, let's welcome a few friends here today. Okay, Carol from Mass is here. It says, Arctic Monkeys, do you want to know acoustic version? Oh, yes. So in my in my newsletter, sorry, my brain is just fried today. Um, in my newsletter, Usually I do something called the song of the week or the musical music of the spheres song of the week. And this week I threw it out to all of you to tell me what's your favorite jam right now? What is your song of the week? So I think Carol is telling us Arctic monkeys. Do I want to know acoustic version? So cheers. I love this running list that we have here because then I'll go check it out and get to enjoy some new music or some old favorites. You never know. So thanks Carol for that suggestion. Uh, KP1231 is here. So, hey, Spencer every, and everyone from Cleveland. Happy Friday. Thanks for the great astrology. While I toil away at work. Well, KP, I was, uh, the focus was on Cleveland yesterday because yesterday was the first preseason game of the NFL season with the Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio, which featured your Cleveland Browns uh, and the New York Jets, who have a, lot, a big spotlight on them because of a certain quarterback that used to be Green Bay Packers. His name is Aaron Rodgers. So there is uh, some interest with that. I watched that last night and have some thoughts, but uh, it's good that football is coming back. I, I think that's the sport I enjoy watching the most. Football and basketball are my two that I watch quite a bit. But um, yeah, love to hear all of your football thoughts today, too. Uh, Beth is here. E.K. White says, Happy Leo season, Spencer. Hello, Beth. I hope you're doing well. Nice to see you, friend. Sheila M. says hello from Shelburne, Vermont. All right. Nice to see you, Sheila. Thanks for stopping by. Tracy Chaplin is here. Says, Hi, Spencer. I have a question about Mars and Mercury and Virgo at the moment. Okay. Yeah, if you have a question, do me a huge favor, friends. Put uh, before your question, put question in all caps and then put your question that'll help me see it to make sure that it's a, a question that's directed towards me but feel free to to you know send any question you have my way about astrology tarot 
whatever makes your heart sing, okay? Uh, Rose T is here. Hi, Spencer. How's it going? Hi, everyone from Ontario, Canada. Nice to see you, Rose. Hope you're doing well. Monique, my homie, is here from... <laughs> says, what's up, homie Spencer? Hello, everyone from Los Angeles, California. Monique looks like she had a really interesting day the other day uh, at Dodger Stadium. She's a diehard Los Angeles Dodgers fan and saw some really nice pictures in her story about her adventures at Dodger Stadium. So I'd love to hear more about that, uh, Monique. That sounds exciting. Uh, Tracy says, good to know you have something new to share soon. Yeah, I've got a big offering coming um, probably within the next week or so uh, to be signed up for that's going to start end of September, beginning of October. And it's going to be a year long. Oh, it's a deck and walk. So we'll, uh, I'll give you all the details to that uh, in a little bit. My Venus retrograde mission is to kind of organize this and figure out how all the T's are going to be crossed and I's dotted. So appreciate your patience with that, but I'm super, super excited for this. I, I, this is probably going to be my biggest offering to date and um, really looking forward to going through a longer journey with, with, with all of you. So um, keep your eyes peeled for that. Again, sign up for the newsletter. That's going to be the first place that you're going to hear about it. And subscribe to the channel because I'm going to be talking about it on the channel. You'll have plenty of time to sign up. And, um, but there'll be, there'll be some perks. There'll be some interesting uh, you know, little bonuses in there. So get excited about that because I think we're going to have a really good time together and really create a lot of uh, meaningful and memorable connections. Uh, Rose T says, Spencer, I'm so excited for your new thing coming up. Uh, you inspired me to create a new product from what you said in the last slide. Good, good. I'm, I'm glad I'm inspiring all sorts of new uh, creative endeavors. That's, that's good. We need to kind of uh, share our light, right? That's the Leo season vibe. Uh, Monique says, oh, I haven't heard the acoustic version of Arctic Monkeys song. The album AM is one of my all-time favorites. Nice. I'm going to check that out. Not, not as familiar with Arctic Monkeys as I should be. I think that my brain, I, I am familiar with some modern music. But my brain is sort of stuck between 19, late, late 1960s and early 90s. <laughs> but, but I will find something very good if it is, you know, timeless. It usually does find its way to me. So I'm always excited to hear about new music that's going around. Uh, Beth says, Spencer, how do you think the Moon-Neptune conjunction at the moment might impact today's podcast? Well, we got a Pisces moon. So I think that there will be some feelings. I think there will be some aspirations. Uh, hopefully we won't overshare too much. That could be a possibility with a moon Neptune type of thing. I'll do my best to stay professional today, but uh, you know, we we're pretty, we keep it real on the show and we'll talk about, uh, you know, some of our, some of our dreams, perhaps some of the things that we are trying to bring into fruition and maybe some of the challenges around that also. Painted Turtle is here. Hi, Spencer. Having a great Venusian-themed week listening to Good Life by Otis Kane. Okay, cool. Nice. I love seeing these songs coming in here. Uh, nice to see you, friend. Laura Edda is here. Hi, from Vancouver, USA. Busy cleaning up my yard while Mercury and Mars in Virgo are motivating me. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing a lot of cleaning here, Laura. We, we just had a, a tenant move out of a part of our house here that we were renting out, and there was a there's been a lot of cleaning that we've had to do over the last week. It's kind of tired. It's been hot, hot, and uh, there's no air conditioning in this house. So it's just hot, sweaty work, a lot of cleaning and 
window cleaning. I cleaned windows all day yesterday and cleaning out kitchen and refrigerators, all of it. It's just, you know, someone lives in a place for a long time, things happen. So that's what I've been doing. We've been putting up new bird feeders and things like that and working on the garden a little bit too. So um, yeah, it's definitely, you can feel the energy with Mars in Virgo and Mercury in Virgo in particular, helping us to try to get organized and whatnot. But I think that what I'm learning from this time period is pacing yourself is really important. Like the Jupiter in Virgo, I'm sorry, the Jupiter in Taurus part of that second decan uh, Taurus energy is really about, you know, being able to show up and consistently do work over time and, and know when to stop for the day too. That's been a, a really important lesson as we've, I've been trying to juggle multiple, you know, re- responsibilities and um, it's, I was questioning whether you should even do a live today, but I wanted to hang out with you a little bit and make sure everyone's doing okay for, for Leo season. I'm glad I did. We got all sorts of friends stopping in. Uh, let's see. Let's see who else is stopping in. KP says, yes, I know this. So KP is talking about the Hall of Fame game uh, with Cleveland Browns and the Jets. So yes, I know the starters weren't in, but still exciting. A win is a win. Joe Thomas going into the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, Joe Thomas, excellent, excellent offensive tackle for the Cleveland Browns, uh, Wisconsin Badger. Um, just a gr- great, consistent force for the Browns and um, just really came up and came and did his job every day, even with a team that wasn't, wasn't the greatest during his tenure. But he was incredible and um, really enjoyed seeing the interviews with all the Hall of Famers and uh, <laughs> DeMarcus Ware doing the national anthem. He was a player that's being inducted into the Hall of Fame. I will say DeMarcus Ware is a Leo and um, Venus is retrograde in Leo. That's all I'll say about the national anthem. I, I just applaud his effort and his bravery is what I will say about that. Um, yo, KP, just my little Cleveland Browns thought. You got you got yourself a player and backup quarterback Dorian. Uh, what is his name? Dorian Thompson Robinson. Holy cow, that kid looked good. Oh wow, he was exciting. So I think he's moving his way up the depth chart. Depth chart. And if anything happens to uh, Deshaun Watson, you got a got a guy. I think you can you can throw in there and he'll be fine. Oh, let's see. Dimphy's here. Hello from south of Netherlands. Nice to see you, Dimphy. I've been following along with your gardening efforts, Dimphy. Um, excited to see all of your abundance and fertility that you've been creating over there. So nice work there, friend. Uh, Robin Adira is here. Hi, Spencer. I'm from Heldsburg, California. Nice to see you, Robin. Um, how you doing? Welcome to the to the chat and to the the community here. Um, thank you. Appreciate you for stopping by. It's kind of a newer newer name, so I'm excited to see you. Oh, Debbie says your garden has definitely brought a lot of lot to fruition. Yeah, I've, I've been doing doing some stuff with my wildflower garden and pulling weeds. And I wanted to say update on my garden. Um, I found two monarch caterpillars in my baby plants that I have yet to put in the yard. So I have some swamp milkweed and some butterfly weed. And um, I found two baby monarch caterpillars. So I'm I want to ask the group, what, what do you think I should do? Because they, they are on some very young, vulnerable plants, and they're just munching away. And I'm a little nervous that they're going to decimate these, these plants. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, that's kind of what I got these plants for. But if you have some ideas, I guess I could bring them in and try to raise them. Um, but we'll see. It's pretty cool, though, that, that monarchs have chosen, chosen uh, these plants. And it's really um, it's making me feel really good that, that our efforts are, are attracting those types of uh, butterflies. 
Uh, Dimpy says cleaning here as well. Still busy. To, that's the advantage of a lot of rain showers. Yeah, that's true. Being able to do that indoor work that you might avoid otherwise. Tracy says, question, finding Mercury and Mars tricky in my 12th house, but realize it's also related to Venus retrograde in my 10th, where I have a stellium in Leo. I'm finding a host of old energy strands that need clearing. Okay. Um, okay, finding Mercury and Mars tricky in my 12th house, but realize it's also, so I, uh, Venus is in your 10th house as Leo, so that would make you a Scorpio rising, Tracy, is that correct? Um, so, but you have Mercury and Mars in the 12th, so the, are you a Libra rising? Do you use whole sign houses? That's, see, we need the details with that. We need to make sure we have the details. That might be part of our Mars-Neptune today is we have to be clear about our details with our questions. So maybe you could reframe that question, Tracy. Let me know your rising sign. Let me know where some of these placements would be via whole sign houses, and then I'll be able to give you uh, my answer with that. Painted Turtle says, I was trying to feel out what song I could send you that would blend some of your musical era tastes with a new wave. Ooh, yes. I'm still going to have to meditate on that one. I wouldn't overthink it, friend. It's just a fun little exercise, but I appreciate the, the, the effort and consideration that are going into it. I know picking out one song to share with someone it feels like a lot of pressure, right? Because <laughs> you want to, you know, you want to, we're showing off our taste and we're showing off what we love and it's vulnerable. So, but whatever you love, I always, you know, I'm always excited to hear what, what is really getting people fired up and, and motivating them. Uh, Tammy Dollar is here, says I'm rolling coins that have been collected the last three years. Oh, that's fun, Tammy. That should be a nice meditative experience as we spend some time together. Michelle is here, says, hi, all happy Friday. Hi, Michelle, thank you for the super sticker, friend. Appreciate you. Yeah, if you wanna make a donation to the work I'm doing here, you can purchase a super chat or a super sticker. Uh, there's a little dollar sign in the chat there. That really does help me uh, keep the lights on and you know keep doing what I'm doing here. Um, and you can also buy me a coffee at buymecoffee.com. Other ways to support the channel is by purchasing a Deccan's webinar or signing up for a reading. And my books are open right now. I love helping everyone. So find me at spencermichaud.com. You can also follow me on my social media accounts. Uh, I'm on Instagram, at Spencer Michaud, at Twitter or X or whatever the heck it's called right now, at Spencer Michaud. And I'm also new to threads at the same, um, the same handle, right? So my YouTube is Spencer Michaud Astrology, but everything else is just my name. Okay, Beth says, Caterpillar is so cool. Let them have the plants. You think that the the new starts they're babies they're they're just tiny babies you think they'll be okay like if i let the caterpillars go on there they won't kill the plants being so young that's my question but yeah I, i'm leaning a little bit towards kind of letting nature have its way monique says hey dude i still have the purple wrench by my name <laughs> well monique you volunteered then to be our moderator today <laughs> so uh it's with great power comes great responsibility friends so <laughs> use it wisely uh dippy says wow monarchs and i uh, meant that your efforts in the garden have brought in a lot of a lot in movement inspirations mentally and spiritually as well among others your new projects awesome nice yeah i'm glad that we're inspiring people to, to do some of their own things as well. I, I think that that's some, some of the thing that I'm really excited about, you know, talking about in this channel is inspiring others to, to just fall in love with the earth and fall in love with being a good steward and taking care of it and, and banding together to be able to, 
to hopefully move us into a, a, a beautiful and healthy and safe future. Amber Anderson is here, says, Groovy, man. Yeah, nice to see you, Amber. How you doing? Uh, Michelle says, speaking of X, can you enlighten me? What does it mean? Um, are you thinking of the, the new Twitter name? I'm not sure it really means anything. I think it's just uh, Elon Musk being weird. <laughs> and like, I'm sure that there's something, there's some meaning he probably thinks that he's being slick with, but uh, he's, I'm just not a huge fan of his. So I will reserve my opinions uh, because they're probably not very constructive. <laughs> uh, Tracy says, sorry, yes, I'm a Libra rising. Um, I have Venus and Mars and Uranus in the 10th. And I'm finding the transits in Virgo difficult. Just wondering if you had any thoughts about the energy of the 12th. Okay, so you're Libra rising. So by whole sign, that would mean that your 10th house would be Cancer. So you would have a Venus and Mars and Uranus in the 10th and Cancer. Or if you tell me in the next 20 seconds, if your placements are in Leo, that would be clarification. But the 12th house placements, so having Mars and Mercury in the 12th. Um, the energy of the 12th house, I have some experience with this. This is where my sun and my Mercury are at in Cancer. I'm Leo rising. Uh, traditionally, astrologers would call it the, uh, the place of self-undoing. Um, it is associated with solitude. Uh, think places like hospitals, monasteries. Uh, anywhere where you might feel like you're, you know, hidden away from the world on some level, there is an energy of feeling, uh, you know, kind of behind the scenes. If I just, if I bring up a chart and just show you, we have, here's just a random, here's our clock, right? So, if we look at the 12th house, one of the things that you can think about with the 12th house is related to the concept of angular triads okay so angular triads are really about um, being able to see the relationship of a house to a particular angular house which in this case would be defined as one ten seven and four so the twelfth house is something called a cadent house that means cadent means to fall away. So the cadent house is falling away from the angle. It's being pulled away from the angle by primary motion, which is the clockwise motion of the sun. This chart is basically a map of the sky. So the clockwise motion is the primary motion, the path the sun takes every day. It, it rises over the east, it culminates in the north, or I'm sorry, in the south. This would be the south in the northern hemisphere. And then in, it sets in the west, and then it goes below the horizon here in the north in the IC. So the 12th house is pulling us away from a place of empowerment, a place of visibility. Um, so a lot of times when we have 12th house placements, uh, the, we are feeling like we're being pulled away from a place of empower, personal empowerment, which the first house might represent. What I've found having 12th house placements here, twofold. Sometimes there have been situations in my life where I'm just not in complete uh, control of the circumstances, where I've had to learn how to adapt to the circumstances and surrender to the events in my life that I don't have control over, which can be very, very frustrating and upsetting. Um, part of that is, is learning humility. Uh, it is also 
considered the joy of Saturn. So if you think about Saturn, types of uh, ways of dealing with Saturn in your life, that can also give you some insight into the 12th house, where we are kind of feeling uh, that we, we're bound to something. A lot of times people with 12th house placements are bound to some kind of responsibility that is not necessarily their own or that isn't uh, in service of their own particular needs, right? That's maybe in service of someone else or some, something else. And that can feel frustrating. Um, but 12th, if we look at what Saturn might require of us, it requires patience. It requires doing the right thing and being responsible and taking responsibility. Uh, sometimes it takes a lot, a lot, a lot of patience. And I think that what I've t taken away from the 12th house is that the sacrifices that we have to go through, and in, in some respects, the suffering that we may experience through not being able to, to move under our own power at all times, it, it teaches us a type of character that is built on resilience. So resilience can be learned through the 12th house. Um, but also that that suffering might have a purpose. Uh, I love the way Demetri George talks about the 12th house related to the Bodhisattva. The Bodhisattva being the, the, a Buddha uh, that has attained some sort of level of consciousness. But he, instead of ascending to the next level of reality or whatever it is, he's choosing to stay behind to alleviate the suffering of others. So oftentimes the suffering that we get in the 12th house we will be called upon to share our stories, share our experiences to help alleviate the suffering of someone else. And I, I have gone through this many times with my clients, with students, with people in my life. A lot of the times I will get clients and students that have um, issues very similar to ones that I've gone through. And I will share my experience. I will share how I got from point A to point B and to the other side of the, of the long journey over, over the, up the mountain and down on the other side. And that can, you know, be very instructive. I will also say with 12th house, like, for example, I had an experience when I was young when my, I felt the experience of abandonment by one parent for a period of time. And then I was faced with an experience as, a, as, a, as an adult with a choice <clears throat> where uh, my, the, the other parent of my daughter was very, uh, you know, would have made it very easy for me not to be a part of my daughter's life. And I had to really work really hard to, to, to be there for her. And I think that the challenge of that was trying to, to redeem on some level the experience that I had by, not, by making a different choice. So there's always opportunities through that. And, uh, and, and I might have not made that choice had I not known what it felt like to be discarded, to be abandoned. Um, so, so through that pain, I was able in the future to, to make a different choice and potentially alleviate the, the suffering of someone else. You can also think about it as maybe healing some generational trauma potentially as well. So I, I hope that's helpful for you. And with Virgo on your 12th house cusp, um, a lot of it could be through pain of a legacy. I know that that's not always something you hear with, with, with Virgo, but a lot of Virgo energy is about passing on a legacy to the next generation. That also requires understanding what should not be passed on to the next generation. So what needs to be returned to the earth? What needs to be composted? What needs to be let go of? It also could be the challenge of, of understanding 
essence versus form. A lot of the times when we have, if we, if we are creating a sense of self undoing or suffering through Virgo tendencies, it may be because we are very attached to the way something is done, the how and the form that it takes, rather than the essence that it, it needs to express. Everything in physical reality is expressing some sort of essence through a physical form. So I think the lesson to me of that would be becoming less attached, attached to form and understanding what the essence is of what you're uh, trying to do moving forward. So I hope that's helpful for you. And just another, Tracy, another thing, if you do have um, all of those other planets in Leo, try it out with whole sign houses and try, try looking at those planets from an 11th house perspective. Uh, and that may give you some more insight into what the, like the Mercury or the, sorry, the Venus retrograde has in store for you. It might be more related to groups. It might be more related to uh, money from the government or benefits or something like that, or, or people that you have a shared sense of belief with rather than career related matters. So something to consider with uh, Libra rising um, if we use whole sign houses. So I hope that was a, a, an answer, good answer for you and, and was helpful for you. Um, let me just look through the chat. Okay, Monique is piddling around the house. Piddling. <laughs> I love that word now. Uh, from this, there's this southern southern gentleman who talks about piddling around the garden. He talks about all these things that ways that people describe the South. And I love I love it. I think he's a, he's really funny and uh, just endearing. I love those little things. Landon something or other. I remember his full name. Laura says, saw the movie La La Land again last night with the moon in Pisces. Lots of good songs in that movie. I'll have to check that out. I haven't seen that one yet. I, I know that's got, uh, what's her name? Uh, oh, geez, it's escaping me. She looks like a cat. <laughs> I could only think of her in context of the SNL skit where she was like a poster come to life in like a college student's dorm room. And she like, uh, she was playing this like kind of like very uh, intellectually challenged model holding like a, a beer or a greasy burger. You have to check it out. I'm trying to remember <laughs> you know what I'm talking about though. She's been in all sorts of movies, Easy A and et cetera. And she was in uh, the, the Dalmatians live action movie. Um, Emma, what is, oh God. Y someone will help me in a minute here, sorry. Um, let's see let's see tracy says the leo this leo sun libra rising gemini moon is listening while doing chores so happy to have found your live nice well thanks tracy i uh i like being the background for people kind of doing stuff around their house so, you know we're just spending time together uh Saipia says i think he's trying to make all his companies with x including spacex and some others yeah it's a branding issue right uh is that cyprus is that my is that my my guy cyprus up in uh toronto uh, if it is, let me know, man, because uh, I miss you, friend. Hope you're doing well. I really enjoy uh, our chats. I hope that you're doing well. Um, Monique says, 12th house moon here sucks ass. Yeah, it can be, it can be challenging. It's, it's never fun having to learn a difficult Saturnian-like lesson. I also will say that there is some instructiveness about uh, having Gemini on the 12th house cusp of the Thema Mundi, the teaching tool in Hellenistic astrology. I've really dove deeply into that as well as it being a time before birth, a time where we may be trying to choose our lot in life. And there's, I've found that indecisiveness and the feeling of exploring options can be a 12th house issue as well. And some of the pain of that 
um, of knowing that the choices that we make are going to lead to positive and negative um, results and, and trying to figure out what, what the best path is. And that, that's why, why it can feel confusing, like you've lost your way sometimes with 12th house stuff. Uh, Devin is here. Devin Malone. Hey, Spencer. Glad to be here. Well, I'm glad you're here, friend. Hope everything's going well and that you're creating the charcuterie of your dreams. Devin is an amazing butcher uh, and creates some really amazing stuff out there in Portland area. So uh, hope that you're making delicious stuff, my friend. Sundancer is here. This is 12th house Saturn. Sad face. Oh, well, if Saturn's in its joy, it depends on its condition. If it's really well dignified, sometimes that means that we may be well, well supplied for the, the challenges that we go through and, and the isolation that we might feel on some level. But if it's in bad shape, we may feel pretty lonely. So th there are other mitigating factors in the chart, though. So even if you have a, a challenging planet in the 12th house, don't lose hope because there's always, there's always ways and things in our chart that we can lean on for support. Rachel is here. Hello, all from Ireland. Nice to join some Q&A. Yes, Spencer Show Q&A. Nice to see you, friend. Hope you're doing well. Rachel Fletcher is here. Hello, signing in from late from Roanoke, Virginia. Nice to see you, Rachel Fletcher. The Rachels are here. All the Rachels are stopping in. Um, let's see. Yeah, Tracy's confirming Virgo in the 12th. Uh, I'll just, I'll have a little bit of delay on the question, so bear with me if, uh, if I'm commenting on something you put in there a minute or two ago. Uh, okay, let's see, let's see. Tracy says, yes, very helpful. Yes, that's interesting. I'm working today on clearly energetic energy reading Denise Lynn's book. Oh, I like that book. I, what is it called? I, it's sort of like the, the sacred, sacred space book or something like that. I, I think I gave that to someone. I, I would like a copy of that again because I, I, I love Denise Lynn's work as far as like her feng shui work and cleaning out energy. So that's a great one. Um, Sundancer. Let's see. Okay. Everyone, some people are talking amongst themselves, which is good. I love it. Beth says, essence versus form. I like that. It's a struggle to f for fixed signs in my experience. Um, Sundancer says... Three years in isolation, doing the work. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some feelings of being a little bit removed from the world. I've I've felt that a little bit as a 12th house sun, Mercury, and pandemic didn't help. Uh, and, you know, still trying to figure out what my place is in the world. But I think a lot of us 12th house placements, if we had uh, decent planets there, we're not too worse for the wear. I'm very fortunate to have a, uh, the moon in Taurus on the midheaven in uh you know, being the dispositor or the host of my 12th house. So solitude, it can be very regenerative to me. And I can, I'm doing this work that I'm doing right now. I'm doing 10th house type public work from the privacy of my, my own home and through my own isolation and things like that. So not everybody's experience of isolation is the same. So, so we can have compassion for, for those where it's a more of a struggle. And we can also just applaud those who enjoy it. I think that on some level, I kind of enjoy my isolation. Mm, 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 mm. Rachel says, are there any specific question themes you'd like to us to ask about, Spencer? Um, whatever your heart desires today. You know, maybe thinking about how, I want to maybe hear how Venus retrograde has been going for you. Uh, I would love to hear, you know, it, 
we could do some more Leo specific stuff too. Like, like uh, this is a great time to really examine the Leo area of your chart where you might feel empowered from the sun being there, but also doing a little bit of a rebrand or a reboot there as well with Venus moving retrograde and trying to figure out what your true values are and things of that nature. So, but anything is fair game, Rachel, you know, this is your, this is your time as well as, uh, you know, this is me showing up for you. Rachel Fletcher says, Emma Stone. That's right. Emma Stone. Yes. Easy. A uh, Saturday Night Live. <laughs> like Tanya will know what I'm talking about, but she's, she's probably like shaking her head. Like, don't do it. Don't do it. She always <laughs> is trying to keep me respectable on the channel. It's a little bit of a, it's a funny skit. It's nothing too terrible, but you could see like this Pete Davidson waking up for a dream. And uh, the, my, our favorite phrases from that SNL skit is like, uh, you know, that's math. <laughs> she's talking about, she's saying all these things that are horrifically mistaken um, while holding like a big mug full of beer or greasy burgers. She's like, this burger is going to make me feel greasy and terrible. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's very funny. She is, she played it very well too, because Emma Stone is an extremely intelligent person. She was, it was very, very funny. Um, Michelle says, my natal Mars is at 28 Leo and my moon at 10 degrees in the eighth. Will either of these natal placements affect the Venus retrograde? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, for you personally, yes. So you're going to have Venus retrograding, you know, it's, it's stationed retrograde pretty close to your natal Mars. So like, let's say we, let's say we just click around because I know you're a Capricorn rising. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm figuring out all of your everybody's placements here so if we just look at capricorn here you know just capricorn rising in general you know michelle um you can see venus in this very moment is you know very close to your natal mars so this could be something where you're having some review about how you share resources with someone else maybe a partner could be something related to an inheritance or something that happened after a completion. It could be death or it could be just a, a completion of a project or something like that. Um, I think we're, a lot of us are asking us which, which positions we're willing to defend uh, because of that third decan of Leo being related to the seven of wands energy where you see a figure on a hill defending his position against people who would try to usurp him. So I've been saying, like, figure out what hills you're willing to die on and what positions you're willing to move off of. Um, and it's going to be retrograding pretty, pretty close to your natal moon, too. So um, Mars in your chart is going to be ruling the fourth house and the 11th house. So those themes of groups that you're a part of and maybe related to your roots and your, your home and your family could be up for, you know, review. And then the moon is going to be ruling your seventh house. So Venus is going to retrograde all the way back to the ruler of your seventh house as well. So there could be some discussions with a, a partner that could be really important moving forward. Oh, yeah. So Cyprus is here. Yeah, that's you. All right, good, good. Uh, it's good to see you, friend. Cyprus is a, is a good friend of the show and uh, hard worker up there in Toronto. And I think another another friend that um, maybe doesn't mind, you know, toiling away in solitude sometimes. So I hope that you're uh, making your dreams come true up there, friend. Uh, sun dancer says early Gemini Leo Sun Cancer Moon Gemini rising. Okay, so you've got you're 
get coming through to a solar return here or if you've just had a birthday happy birthday so happy birthday leos i hope that you're having a good season here uh and the world is treating you well um i'm just gonna keep on reading through the comments such good stuff uh let's see rachel says i'm usually friday night cooking and being busy during these lives so it's really nice to just relax and do nothing but tune in tonight nice yeah, rachel it's good to have you here uh, from Ireland, I believe, and um, yeah, I'm glad that we can fill some fill some space and and uh, you know maybe ignite some passions here today. Devin says, as a whole sign astrologer, would you call that a first house Saturn? Um, in referring to what, Devin? Oh, let's see. I'm a little behind, and I wonder if I missed something um devin if you want to clarify that i probably missed the reference to that yeah if you if you're referring to someone else's comment make sure you repeat their details in it too um but i would be happy to help with that uh let's see oh he's saying as a whole sign astrologer i would call that a first house saturn okay good the Rachels are out in force. <laughs> nice. Tammy Dollar has a question. Is it okay to list used items to sell this month? Ooh, that's an interesting question. Yes, I think it is. I think that the, the thing that I would be careful about with a Venus retrograde is oftentimes we may value something differently than we would normally. So, so Tammy, I think that the good news is, is that Mercury and Mars would probably help you to assess the value of something. The challenging news is, is that, that some of those planets are opposing Saturn and Neptune right now. So that could distort things slightly. And also you can either sell something at a really good price and you could get a really good deal buying something, or you may pay way too much. So it, let's say you, you put something up for sale and you you put you value it very highly someone may just give you what you want because they don't truly know the value of something right and maybe it may not be worth as much as you're asking for it but you get a good deal conversely you may undervalue something and then later on be like oh i should have really done my research so what i would advise tammy is if you're going to sell something really research what the true value of something is and make sure that you're clear on it before you list it so i hope that's helpful uh, Devin says, someone said they had natal Mars conjunct Alphard where Venus stationed. How do you feel about those combinations, Spencer? Um, Alphard is at about 27 to 28 degrees of Leo. It's a fixed star in the constellation of the Hydra. And it's like the heart of the heart of the Hydra. Um, Alphard is a little bit of a challenging fixed star is what I think. I think that Alphard talks a lot about sometimes dealing with toxicities, poisonous things or people. Um, it can talk about toxic emotions too, like where we're having really intense feelings. What I've noticed when I've seen clients that have Alphard placements is they just need to be very careful of maybe lashing out and maintain and they need to learn how to maintain their integrity if they get into a an argument or something like that it can be very easy for them to really injure someone else because of their powerful way of expressing themselves they also if they have a difficult planet there they may be the recipient of those types of things too 
So it is also fairly close to Regulus, but it's the time before Regulus. So something to consider with that. But yeah, Hydra, you know, think about this too. Studying the myth of the Hydra would be an interesting way to examine that fixed star too, because it was one of the labors of Hercules, right? And uh, you know, Hercules was tasked with cutting off all of its heads to kill it. And you cut off one head and one another will another nine would grow in its place so this a lot of uh, the other things to think about with alfard is being able to deal with some of our own desire nature too uh and our like addictions or something like that where we may be able to cut off uh, a desire that may be bad for us or something but it's very easy for it to spring up in other forms if we don't cauterize the wound the way that that um hercules moved forward through that that trial was he held the, the, the necks up to the sun and cauterized the wound so they wouldn't grow back. So I think that that shows us that bringing things to light and bringing things into the light can be very helpful to, to really just cut off the source of that pain and that challenge as well. So I hope that's helpful for you, Devin. Rachel says, Mercury is on my MC and also the ruler of my 12th. That's interesting to think about. I have zero planets in the 12th, but it's a very lively house for me. Mercury is the ruler for 12th on the MC. Yeah. Um, I think oftentimes it can just mean that for us to do some of our work publicly, we need a lot of space. We need a lot of solitude. Uh, we may be able to take our own experiences of challenging things in our life and then talk about them publicly. I, t I share a lot on this channel about my own life and some of the trials that I've gone through. And, and um, that might be something that is useful for you and your work as well you know, being a mediator between, between worlds with that as well, with Mercury in particular. For me, with the moon there, I think that there's a lot of nurturing quality that I bring from my experiences. Like my reaction to my 12th house experiences is to want to take care of other people and to nurture and to, you know, shine reflected light onto those situations where Mercury may be more about being able to go in between the worlds and be a communicator between different factions of society, different you know, people of, of different power structures and things of that nature, because you understand the suffering that people have gone through. So that might be something to think about, Rachel. Um, Sundancer is talking with Devin. Let them work that out. Uh, Sundancer says, I actually thrive in isolation, maybe too much isolation now. Yeah, we have to be careful about that. I've been Asking myself that question, how much is too much? Had some opportunities to re rejoin some factions of society in person, and I'm just not there yet. And I think we're, we're all going to have different um, timings and things where we feel comfortable about doing public things or things like that. Um, and again, everyone has different needs too. So that's something to consider. Mm, Rachel says, is the house natal Venus resides in also important to consider at this time? I think so. I mean, I think that it can be reflective of what we naturally gravitate to as far as our lifelong values. Um, I think that, you know, we're always going to have a set of circumstances that we uh, build our life around. It's a sense of aesthetics, a sense of things that we value in our life. And when Venus is retrograding, it's going to be asking us to think about those things and which of which of those inherent lifelong values are, are worth defending, right? And which ones are worth letting go of. 
that's that's that can be some heavy some heavy work to do painted turtle says sun and mars changed from the 12th to the first and whole sign by the time i discovered doing this switch it was kind of an evolutionary moment for me it reflected in that progression yeah oftentimes when we learn new techniques and new methods and even switch systems it is like learning a whole new uh level of i don't know consciousness or, or looking at our life in a completely different way you still had the same life but you may be able to see it through different eyes and that happens with age and, and experience as we see different events in our life through a completely different lens I think that's all we're doing when we're switching techniques and we're getting a different view of ourselves. I think I had a certain view of myself as from Placidus houses, which had the sun and uh, Mercury. Well, Mercury was retrograding. Um, it was in the it was in the twelfth house. But it was mer- retrograding out of it, but the sun was in the eleventh house in my Placidus, uh, you know, chart. Sorry. Um, but then my chart made a lot more sense when I looked at it in whole signs from a topical perspective. But that was just a shift, right? That it moved my Venus from the 10th to the 11th. So it changed the, the focal point of the 11th house and, and the relationship between the guest host relationship. That's, that's the main thing that I think is important by, for using whole sign houses for is just seeing the relationship between the house itself and then the planet that rules it and what topics are, that planet is bringing into play by its placement. I also really like the way Demetra George looks at aspects from planets via whole sign. So you can find out a lot of information about an empty house by looking at the aspects that, that a planet makes to that house. So like, for example, in this arbitrary clock chart, okay, let's see, let's get the clock. I'll just make the chart the clock. So if we look at this, this clock chart, you know, for example, um, if this person was asking me about, uh, I don't know, let's see, what would be a difficult one here? Um, if this person was asking me about money from a partner, right, we would look at where Mercury was because Gemini is on the eighth house cusp here. And we'd be like, oh, awesome. Mercury is in really good shape. It's exalted in the 11th house. So you might find that those uh, those types of discussions come to you from group consciousness through friends. Maybe you've met a partner through friends or, or you work with a partner through groups and things of that nature. Um, but I would also look at the aspects other planets are making to the eighth house. So one of the things that you could see here is that Saturn is in the overcoming square to the eighth house. So in this particular random chart, Saturn might be bringing us a lot of challenges to the money of a partner through the fifth house of creativity or children or something like that. Maybe you need to rely on your friends to get you through a challenging situation with a, a, ch- a child. I've seen that a lot. Like people who have kids with special needs, like they need to rely on their, their communities to get them through it. So, so I would always look at the aspects that, that a planet is making to a house as well. And this is true for benefic planets as well. Like, like Venus in this chart would be maybe providing some support through a beneficial sextile. So you can always look for resources in that way as well. Um, let me keep going through this chat. Look at all these wonderful chats. I love it. Y'all are doing so good today with, uh, with your questions and chats and all this stuff. Let me keep looking down the chat here. 
Kaylin says, any paper cup with bottom cut off can serve as a clutch for small plants or a half liter plastic bottle cut in half horizontally can keep critters out of larger plants. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Kaylin, is that some reference to, um, to the, like the caterpillars? Yeah, I'm just kind of trying to figure out what to do with two monarch caterpillars that I found on my baby plants. I want to support them. Um, I, I'm a little nervous about moving them to some of the milkweed in my yard. I moved one and then it disappeared. Uh, and I'm worried that it's getting eaten. And I want to make sure that I help this endangered species to, to flourish. But I also am worried about the baby plants as far as get them being completely decimated by a growing caterpillar that's growing really quickly. Like I discovered it on Tuesday and it's already like tripled in size since then. So it's, and it's eating a lot of the plant. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to our, uh, our time together soon as well, Kaylin. Um, yeah, Tammy says, thank you. Okay, good. I hope that I answered your Venus retrograde question. Good. Uh, Cypress says, yes, it's been very busy in my life as a fellow Virgo stellium. Jupiter in the 10th house is a big blessing in the people uh, I help think I'm a godsend. And I'm feeling the same way about them. Yeah, you are, friend. I, I've, you know, you and I have had a lot of conversations, and I think that there's been a lot of people that you've, you have blessed with your your talents and with your presence and things like that. So I can affirm that, that you are doing great work in the world. And as a fellow, one Leo rising to another, we'll just keep, keep, uh, keep gassing each other up and cheerleading, right? I think that's one thing about Leo is, yes, we want to shine our light, but we're also not, not opposed at all to like cheerleading for people to, to live their best lives and be their best selves. You know, that's, that's part of the Leo. It's like, I'm great. And so are you like, you can, I did it. And so can you, you know, like, and it's a, it is a really nice energy, I think. Aw, oh, thanks, Cypress, for the super sticker. Appreciate you, friend. Let's see. Let's see. Let me see. I'm going to keep going through the chat here. Um, sometimes the chat will skip around when, I'm, when there's new questions coming in, so I have to kind of uh, find my place again sometimes. Uh, Rachel says, I like the Hydra reference. Makes me think of Apollo and Asclepius, too. The healing and cleansing properties of the sun. Yeah. I've been really enjoying my Asclepius oils from Sphere and Sundry. I've been wearing, I bought the Yin version, which is the regular Asclepius oil. And then I, I also have uh, the, the Son of Apollo Yang energy. I, I wore the Asclepius oil last night when I was sleeping, the Yin version. And I had some really vivid dreams. And so I, I had some really good sleep. I feel like I'm feeling in a really good mood today just because I think I got the proper amount of sleep. So thank you, uh, blessed uh, Asclepius and Apollo for for guiding me to um, healing, <laughs> healing sleep. Um, Cypress says, Venus also stationed retrograde near my 29 Leo ascendant. Feel, life feels good right now. Good. Yeah, right? Because sometimes, you know, Venus is just hanging out extra long for us Leo rising. So that might be something to think about too, is that we may have a little extra blessing from Venus, even if there might be some hiccups along the way with Venus's challenges. But yeah, with that, Regulus ascendant there, friend. Life's life's gonna be good if you just keep your keep your head on straight and you know keep keep with the um, 
the balance between your own needs and the, need, and the needs of your community and see that leadership as service, as I know that you do, friend, um, you'll be fine. Rachel says, I feel this Venus retrograde has been a period of observing how much I value myself and specifically small but important ways in which I devalue myself. Yes, I'm feeling that, Rachel. I had a nice chat with a colleague today about, you know, kind of uh, someone really helping me organize my thoughts on my big offering. And we had a lot of discussions about how we value ourselves and things like that. And they're a really good friend and really good influence on, on my work and stuff. So I'm very, very grateful for them. Um, but yeah, just asking that question and learning how to value what you're putting out there is, is really important because oftentimes we're trained to like, you know, value ourselves le less than just because we want approval or want to fit in or, or things of that nature. And I will tell you, friends, I'm, the offering I've got coming up, I, I think it's reasonably priced, but it is going to be a little more expensive than some of my other offerings have been in the past. But it also is going to be a much, much longer um, experience and there's other added value to it. So um, there'll be payment plans. There'll be things where, you know, hopefully it'll be accessible for the most amount of people. Um, I try to keep things reasonable. So it's not going to, it's not going to be crazy, but at first blush, you may look at it and be like, oh, wow, that's a little different, but I think that it's worth it. I'm trying to value myself and uh, the work that I do. And I think you should too. Okay. Rachel says, these are usually below the level of awareness, so it's been a good opportunity to observe. Yeah, exactly. I've done that. I've, I've always, I think, undervalued a lot of the things that I've done, mostly because I think we have, a lot of times we have compassion for feelings of scarcity. You've grown up with scarcity in your life. It is, sometimes it's challenging to, to think about, you know, someone else feeling that same way. So, you know, but we have to have a balance too. Oftentimes we are opening ourselves up as a channel for resources to come through. And, and sometimes if you want to help more people, you have to open yourself up as a channel for more resources too. And that's the approach I'm taking as well. Sometimes when you have more responsibilities, you have to open up as a greater channel. Um, there are two ways you can kind of go through life. You can, you can make yourself small and, and your responsibilities small and strip things down, which I've tried in the past. And I, I don't think is necessarily a bad thing, okay? Like I think that there are people that do very well doing that. Another part is being able to open yourself as a greater channel for resources so that you can utilize those resources in service of your community and things of that nature also. So there's two approaches to that. Um, and, and I think that there's also a, a middle path with that also. Like there are people in the astrological community that have opened themselves as huge channels for resources and there, and there's enormous responsibilities that come with that and i that's not something that i'm super I, I don't think that that's my path i think that uh the the downsides of that for me in particular might be too great whereas other people may be able to handle that but what i'm trying to do with some of these offerings and, and during this venus retrograde in leo period is maybe open the aperture a little bit wider so that I can meet the challenges of my personal responsibilities, but also may be able to, to be a channel for greater resources so that I can do more good in the world as well. So that, that I think that if you think about it like that, th that can really change your perspective on it, uh, being kind of a, a flow, right? A, a, a channel for flow and abundance. And again, I think it's really important 
to think about how, how you are becoming a channel for abundance also. That's been a question I've always asked myself is, is what I'm doing ethical? Is what I'm doing in, a, in alignment with the Tao or the divine plan? Or, or am I hurting anyone by doing this? A lot of times we feel like we might be hurting someone when we open ourselves up as a channel for abundance when we really may not be. Um, there may be also other times where we really have to examine our behavior and make sure that what we're doing is, is you know, on the right path. Um, and, and we are faced with a lot of difficult questions in the Western civilization trying to keep up in the late stage capitalism. It's not easy to do. And we're, a lot of us are faced with really difficult ethical choices because of the pressure that's put on, upon us by the system. I think there's a lot of us, a lot of us, especially in this community, that would rather not um, have to deal with some of the challenges of being a big channel for resources and all of the things that go along with that. But the needs of capitalism have like stuck us in these difficult quandaries. And it's really, really difficult when you become like a parent and things like that. Those can really shift your priorities quite a bit. Or if you have to care for an aging parent or if there's, like I said, it, it's all based on your own individual story and responsibilities. And I think the other thing to think about with this is that your value is not always based on your monetary worth. Like this Venus retrograde is not just about valuing yourself monetarily and the number that that means a lot of the questions that we ask are how much is my time worth and and is this exchange of time worth the headache that it comes with or is um where are my boundaries right that's a that's a value question also uh so so again wisdom can be something that we value health can be something that we value so you could be asking yourself what types of things am I putting in my body? And is that really something that is that I know I love it, but is it really good for me? I know I have a friend that's going through that right now. You know who you are. And uh, <laughs> it's challenging and, and there's hiccups along the way. So it, just hang in there and be stay strong and, and think about valuing yourself as not just a monetary number, but with all those different forms of wealth, health, time, re resources, community, security, all of those things can be um, considered valuable. Um, do, 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 do. Monique says, with my Placidus, my moon was in the 11th and when it shifted the whole sign, it was in the 12th. So much more validating in my life experiences. Yeah, I, I, I found that too. I, I, I had been living a 12th house sun life up to the point where I discovered that. It was a little confusing because I do have Venus in the 11th house. So I did have a lot of experience with groups. But looking at it through the eyes of whole sign houses and, and specifically Hellenistic guest host relationship, uh, it made a lot more sense in my, in my life through whole sign houses. And, but everyone's going to have a different lens that works for them. Rachel says, my Venus in the ninth house exalted in Pisces. I'm researching going back to school and feeling excited at the poss new possibilities as September approaches. Nice, Rachel. Good. Yeah, that could, could be really invigorating for sure. Thanks again, Cyprus, for the uh, super sticker, friend. Um, let's see. I'm going to just take a brief stretch, and then I'm going to come back to all your wonderful comments here. We're at about the hour mark here, and I'm encouraging all of you to stretch out. And this is a great opportunity for you to like and subscribe if you haven't already. Please like the video. It helps the algorithm. Uh, leave me a comment or a question. I'm doing my little back stretches here. I got my green on for Venus Day. I 
don't have shoes on so I can feel the earth on the second floor. Uh, do me a favor, sign up for the newsletter if you haven't already. Really enjoy uh, connecting with you in that regard as well. And it'll give you the first glimpse at when my new programs are going to be released and things of that nature. It's a great time to get a drink of water, to get a little snack, and to listen to your body. Really important to listen to your body, even as we're doing this intense mental work. Spiritual work, whatever it is, it's all a balance. It's body, mind, and spirit, right? Holistic. All right, friends, I'm back. Okay. And thanks, everyone, who's been donating through the, the super chat feature, which is a little dollar sign in the chat. It really does, it really does help. Um, every little bit helps here on the channel. Um, it helps, helps me meet, meet the responsibilities of the moment. It buys me the gift of time. It helps with my research library. It helps me just to be able to continue to do this work without having to make my living doing other things, which would take a lot of time away from what I'm doing here. I'm very fortunate to be able to make my living doing this work as in astrology with readings and teaching and all of that. So it's, it really is appreciated. So thank you so much. Um, Devin says, commenting on the eighth house example, that Mercury-Mars conjunction might also suggest that you need to assert yourself in order to receive things from the eighth house. Yeah, I think so. Um, I have a, a important person in my life who has a retrograde Mars in the eighth house in Leo. And um, assertiveness has been a challenge for this individual. And it's a lifelong lesson. I think sometimes we do have to ask for what we want and we do have to, to work through things in that regard as well. Devin says, protection of the caterpillars is probably the best help. Birds are their biggest predator. Yeah, that's what I'm feeling, Devin. I'm, I'm nervous about them. I feel like this monarch chose us. And if they were out in the wild, like if they were just in my yard, I'd probably leave them and be like, okay, you found these plants. But they chose our like plants that were on our porch that aren't even in the ground yet. Um, it feels like they're asking me like, take care of us, you know? Uh, and I put one on them milkweed and then it disappeared and i think it got eaten there were, and there's two more so you know i, I want to make sure that they survive because monarchs are, are endangered they're threatened species and we need to make sure every one of them can get to adulthood as possible right uh oh yeah rachel says i need a clutch factory right now wettest summers in ireland for many years lucky for some the slugs are partying every night. Yeah, slug damage can be a real, a real challenge for sure. Uh, Rachel says, I do hope you can nurture the plants and save the caterpillars. Yeah, I, I, I think I probably will. My cancerian nature does not want to see them perish. Um, we have to figure out the, the balance of like how involved we get in nature, right? And how much we want to interfere. But the fact that they laid those eggs on my plants on the porch, I feel responsible for them. Uh, monarchs, caterpillars feed exclusively on milkweed, Dimphy says. So about plant survival, I'm not too sure. Yeah. Well, I have like three different types of milkweed in my yard right now. I have regular common milkweed, I have swamp milkweed, and then a related species, butterfly weed, uh, that I think I saw them eating first. So I'll have to figure out how to provide for them for the next couple of weeks if that's the case. They need a lot of food. Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, Rachel, saying 
lucky to have a reading lined up. Yeah, well, I always love working with all of you and super excited when I see people from the chat stopping in for a reading. It really does fill my heart up and getting to know you all better is through that medium is, is really great. So looking forward to working with all of you in, in the future. Cookerzilla is here, says, yo, Spencer, what do you think of natal retrograde Venus fixed during transit Venus retrograde? Okay, so you have, uh, let's see, you have a Venus, fixed Venus uh, retrograde natal. You know what I found, friend? I think that I have found that I'm just going to relate this to Mercury retrograde because I have Mercury retrograde in my chart. And whenever Mercury retrograde comes around, I feel like other people suffer a lot more than I do because I feel like people are finally on my wavelength when Mercury is going retrograde. And I wonder if it's similar with Venus retrograde. Like maybe you feel like you're finally in your element with, with Venus being retrograde and like where you finally, like people understand how you might value things in some regard. The only challenge I would say is that depending on which sign it is, it's, it's probably squaring your natal Venus or opposing it if it's in another fixed sign. So that could be challenging during this particular one. But I'm curious to hear your experience, Cookerzilla, about uh, how, how you experience the retrograde and if you feel like maybe more in alignment with the, the prevailing sense of values during the Venus retrograde period. Devin says, uh, let's see, <laughs> Leo Risings, don't get that face tattoo. <laughs> yeah, don't. Oh my God. Um, my lovely daughter recently got some tattoos that uh they're fine but I, I don't think that they were done during the venus retrograde i think but yeah, you know she she chose some interesting ones um but yeah don't get it on your face <laughs> maybe wait to get your tattoo until venus turns direct uh yeah she, and by the way she's a leo rising so <laughs> like yeah i have to tell her like just chill on the tattoos for a little while you you got plenty of time to, you know, craft your, your somatic story. Um, Devin says, what would you say about Venus retrograde in the 11th while Mercury retrogrades, while Mercury retrograde in the 12th? Mm, well, it would depend on the sign and, the, and what it was ruling. Um, would you, is this natally or would this be, uh, let's see. Just if it's a natal thing, then you may have some challenges with groups where there may be you may be kind of out of alignment with a lot of the way that the group thinks you might be BS retrograde can be kind of an iconic iconoclast sometimes um, thinking about like someone like Sinead O'Connor, right, um, where where she was kind of a uh, she was a pariah when she was younger, like for her views, for her values. And then after she passed, we, <laughs> we do this thing, especially with, with women, I think, unfortunately, is that they, don't, they aren't valued the way that they should be when they're alive. So I think that, um, you know, you might have to go against the grain, against the social grain on some level. And with Mercury retrograde in the 12th, depending on which houses it, it rules, it may be that you're to, tapped into a little bit of the collective consciousness a little bit. I, f I feel like that's what my Mercury in the 12th helps me to do is our communication style is very uh, 
symbolic. You know, there it's about tapping into sort of the 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 ocean ocean of consciousness and seeing things and the way that they're connected and and things of that nature. And you know, also to be honest with you, Mercury retrograde in the in the twelfth, as it's 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 been the ruler of my second and my eleventh house. Sometimes I've had some challenges with feeling like I fit in with a group because it's the ruler of my eleventh house, and I've also had some challenges with um, valuing myself properly with Mercury as the ruler of the second house or dealing with with the need to make money and, and things of that nature. It's been something that has been a, a source of self undoing sometimes where I would have the opportunity to make money, but then like my ethical quandaries around it could could make it more difficult. And that's something I'm, I'm working through through this Venus retrograde. So the combination of those two maybe could be something to, to go through. Um, Rachel says, I'm also, I also find value goes much deeper than prices, the way that we look after our health, crucial resource. Yeah, exactly, Rachel. T totally. Health is a huge resource, friends. Never take that for granted, because I've seen what happens when that goes south in personal experience, and it's not pretty. Um, um, Rachel says, we, what we give our time and energy to in small ways each day, what we feel and show gratitude for, and the spirit in which we invest in quiet, quiet projects of the heart. Yeah, for sure. Dina says, where is your progressed son, Spencer? Well, it's in Leo. Uh, I have the progressed son at the very late degrees of Leo right now. It's probably going to progress into Virgo not too, not too far away from now. Um, I'll tell you exactly here. I'm just going to pull it up. Uh, Let's see. I know that my Mercury is also going to progress into to Virgo, which will be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Um, so my progressed sun right now is at 26 Leo. So yes, Venus retrograde right right over top of it. Very close to that fixed star Alfard too. So dealing with some of the, the challenges of Alfard and and you know making sure that if I cut off um, old belief systems or old challenges that I make sure I cauterize the, the wound type of thing uh, so that it doesn't return. One of the things that I've been struggling with with this Venus retrograde and the challenges is that sometimes I feel like when I, being a 12th house son, I've had to deal with a lot of people in my environment that felt like secret enemies, which is another thing that is uh, a Hellenistic 12th house meaning where there'd just be some kind of nemesis that I'd have to rail against or like, uh, or if we're thinking about it in a more mature, or I don't know, advanced way. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's the right word for it. A different perspective, maybe a shadow that I might be projecting onto somebody or something else that I need to learn to integrate. And as I've, you know, subsequently been able to set boundaries and, eliminate some of these challenges in my life, it always feels like something else crops up, which, which is a really good message to be like, maybe it's you. <laughs> like maybe it's internal. Maybe you need to examine what energy you're putting out there that may be attracting these circumstances. So I'm trying to examine what I might be doing in my own behavior that could be, you know, making people, uh, 
I don't know, demonize me or like, like resist me or something like that. And seeing the same thing with some Leo rising friends is that they are going through patterns like that where they are feeling like a lot of people projecting negativity on them. And, and I've been talking to them and say, well, what, where is our role in this? Not to say that every, we don't want to victim blame. We don't want to say that every challenge that we experience is our fault or something like that. But I do think if it's a recurring pattern, if instead of changing the external circumstance, which you can do, and you should set boundaries with an external person who's harassing you or something like that, but there may also be something internal that we need to shift, Venus retrograde, internal, to be able to examine what we need to do to, to not create those circumstances. Like, I, sometimes I get a little territorial in my space. That, that, that is true. And sometimes it creates issues with like neighbors for me because I want to be left alone. I want peace and privacy. And, and I oftentimes will not react as well as I would like to when my space feels encroached upon. And so in, in the future, examining how I would communicate with somebody when I'm feeling upset, when I'm feeling like my boundaries are being transgressed so that I don't create this animosity will is important. One example, I had a, a there was a person in my neighborhood that started, I think I've told this story on this channel, but there was a person in my neighborhood that came into our space because they wanted to feed some groundhogs. And I was getting really annoyed about it. Um, because first of all, I don't really want the groundhogs in my space. I don't want to attract more of them because they're really damaging to the flowers and vegetables that we were growing and all of these things. And she had done it a number of times. And one day I just got really kind of upset and like, you know, my, my Capricorn rising professional partner was trying to have a conversation. And I, my problem as a cancer sun, Mercury and Leo rising is my emotions are really loud. So when I feel something, if I'm angry, like if I'm happy, everybody can feel happiness, but if I'm angry or sad or something, everyone's going to feel it. So like I have like a smoldering face, like, so if I'm mad, like my brow gets really furrowed and I'm like really like just daggers through people. And uh, this person felt really like she could feel my energetic things when I was like, you're not welcome back here. Stop doing this. And it set off a whole chain of events of like, this person also has some, some, some mental health challenges that every time that they would see us when we were walking in the neighborhood, uh, they would yell at us from across the street like how much of assholes we were and things like that and eventually we had to have a conversation of like look we had to say look can we can we work this out like i'm sorry if you felt like we had a bad experience i am you know i would definitely appreciate the boundary that we had here as far as not coming in our space uninvited but also i'm, I'm sorry if you felt like we had a beef or something and that actually really changed our interaction because she stopped you know having the, she stopped shouting at us from across the street every time we'd take a walk. This is going on for like a year. And it, it allowed me to have the peace that I needed because of the swallowing of pride and changing my behavior, right? Even though there was a transgression that made me feel threatened in the beginning of that interaction, by me changing my reaction and my behavior, it helped to alleviate the situation. So that's, I think that that can be something that we can think about with if we have recurring challenges with these things. And, you know, I, there's always going to be 
there's always going to be some conflict sometimes. This is, I saw this really interesting thing recently about sometimes we just need to have a, a conflict with somebody. If we keep repressing conflicts, what we're doing is we're creating more inner conflict within ourselves. I think that oftentimes what people feel with me with this like irritation and anger is when I've repressed my anger so much that it's just erupting out of me emotionally. Because there have been times in the past where, you know, on this channel, I, I want to be nice. I, wanna, I want everyone to get along. I want peace. But if you repress those things and you avoid a confrontation for too long, it leaks out of you. So, but there's ways to have a confrontation that aren't destructive. There's constructive you know, ways of interacting if you disagree about something. And that's what I've been working on is constructive conflict management so that I don't get in a situation where we're creating another enemy that is, is a point of resentment between you know, us and another individual or me and another individual, if that makes sense. So I, I do think self-examination around that is really important. And especially with us Leo, Leo type people, um, because a lot of times what happens with Leo risings and Leo suns and Leo everythings, we get in a conflict with someone and someone doesn't treat us with respect, we just lose our cool. Like it is very difficult to feel disrespected as a Leo type person. And we have a really severe negative reaction to that. So having to remove the issue from you, you as an individual is really important because I, we take everything personally, everything personally. So how do you not take it as personally and deal with the issue in hand rather than the, the feeling like, oh, you've, you're, you disagree with me on this and you're not going to, you know, you're calling my entire being into question. And that's really not the case most of the time. So I hope that's helpful. This is another, this is, this is a version of, you know, having a 12th house, you know, ruler on the ascent on the midheaven is you're going to hear some of my own failings uh, and hopefully learn. I'm, we're learning from it. You know, it's, it, it is challenging to do that as, especially as a Leo type person. Um, let me see. I'm just going back in time in the chat. So I know I've been talking for a little bit. Oh, where were we? Okay. Someone was asking me about my progressed sun. So it's in, and I was talking about Alphard and Venus retrograding close to Alphard and my progressed sun. Um, so cauterizing the wounds, right? Cauterizing through sh shining light on the types of things that might bring conflict to me, might call in conflict rather than keep it at bay. Cookerzilla says, as a fellow 12th house son, I understand. Oh yeah, oh, hold on, I missed one from Monique. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Monique is having a challenge with Diet Coke and on day 11 of trying to quit Diet Coke. So let's all give Monique a big hand for, for going through that journey and because she's staying strong. So I applaud your efforts, Monique. I know you can do it. And your body's going to thank you after this process. And I know you can do it, friend. Cookerzilla says, as a 12th house son, I understand your capacity for caring about what you do and think you're being realistic with your astrological growth. We don't need giant astrology service. You offer abundance. Oh, thanks, friend. Yeah, I, I don't want to be a giant astrologer. I, I've turned down some opportunities that have could possibly have thrust me into that role. And it's just not, I'm not comfortable in it. I want a healthy balance between my my home life and my domestic life and the work that I do here. And I think I have that for the most part right now. And that's a very delicate balance. And you have to keep constantly checking in with that. And 
you start to shift that balance and you have to make a lot of adjustments. The other thing I've realized is that I don't really want to be an astrology corporation. I don't want to have a huge team of people doing stuff for me. That's just not in my personality. There's people who that works really well for, and they are really good in those roles. For me, I kind of like to be very independent. I don't really want to be beholden to anyone or anything or any organization. So it allows me to, to, you know, take care of my own business. And there, that does limit the capacity of what I'm able to do at any one time, but I get to kind of do it in my own way. And I think that that's, that's another reason why, you know, not growing bigger than I can handle is important to me. So thanks, thanks for that, that encouragement though, Cookerzilla. Luna Storm 23 is here. Hello, friend. Rachel says at Monique, day 11 is an awesome feat for quitting anything. Good job. Yeah, we're all, we're all proud of you, Monique. Painted Turtle says, as a teacher, Spencer, the passion you bring to your work is valuable. You know how to steer the ship from experience personally and professionally and get to the heart of knowledge. Well, thanks, friend. I really do try to get to the core of things. I think that we do have to be vulnerable in this space as teachers as well. Um, because if we are trying to project all of the astrological challenges on everyone else, the clients, the students, and we're not owning it, um, we're going to run into problems. And I try to base my teachings here on my own experience. So I share my own stories. And I think that that gives me, uh, I spend a lot of time reflecting on how I move through the world. So if that sharing that process is helpful for all of you, I'm happy that it is, is a benefit. Uh, let's see, Michelle, I heard all the time by my mom. Oh, I heard all the time by my mom. Who do you think you are? And I played small as a result. Michelle says, yeah, a lot of us feel that a lot of our parents have put those buttons in where, you know, because they felt threatened by our power, by our genius, by our energy. Um, they try to keep us small and some, some of that humility is good, but, but if we take it too far, that's when it can be detrimental. And I've gone through that too, Michelle. Like I had a lot of step parents that, that were really, you know, they, they didn't want a child to be heard or seen type of thing, right? And it's, it's very, I, I really specifically went through this as a teenager when I was learning how to play guitar. And, and it probably was annoying to my step parent who was really valued peace and quiet and I can understand that now as someone who values that. Um, but at the time, it made me feel really bad. And it made me feel like someone didn't acknowledge my personhood and my individuality because it was so important to me at the moment, at that time. Um, and that becomes internalized. But trying to separate out someone else's needs from your own and their own projections, it takes a lot of work. And our parents can put a lot of the buttons in that we're working on unprogramming. So hang in there. And, and I hope that you're able to work through some of that. Uh, Cookerzilla says, I see lots of people doing deep work of rethinking their Venus stuff for maybe the first time in a while. Yeah, definitely a part of this retrograde. 12th house Scorpio Venus. I'm always thinking about that stuff. Yeah, Cookerzilla, you, you know, this, it's a great time to examine how we move through the world and how, what we present, what we, what we attract, how we attract. Um, Venus retrograde, I have found Sometimes it can work in the opposite. It can, it can repel some things. 
So maybe if you have Venus retrograde in your chart, maybe it's really teaching you about healthy boundaries because you may have to examine how you repel certain things in your life. I saw another astrologer talk about Venus retrograde as being the absence of Venus. You know, she's in the underworld. She's in, she's like visiting um, her sister, I believe Ereshkigal, Inanna, visiting Eresh, visiting Ereshkigal. I think this was palace, palace something, palace, uh, oh man, sorry, palace. I like your work. Sorry, I can't remember your last name, but that's a really nice article about Venus retrograde. And, and they have a really cool workbook right now that I guide you to. Um, but but the absence of venus right and, and that makes a lot of sense to me like uh, venus usually smooths things over harmonizes things and when she's gone it's it's a lot more difficult it takes a lot more effort to do that so that could be part of it also um Cookerzilla says retrograde has felt like a portal ripping heart open for good and bad but always necessary yeah portal to the underworld that story of sumerian that sumerian story of Inanna visiting her sister, Reshkigal, but, but going through these gates where she had to be stripped away of all her adornments, right? Each, each portal, each chakra was a gate or something. And there's a, some really interesting work by Shu Yap where she talks about crescent moon phases and conjunctions of the moon and Venus as being the different gates of Inanna. Check that out. Um, and uh, But the, the thing that sticks out to me about the Reshkigal Inanna story is that once Inanna sees Ereshkigal, she is in suffering. She's like wailing, and she really didn't have to do anything to alleviate the suffering. She just had to sit with her for a period of time, right? She just had to have compassion. Uh, and I think that's a, a, something to think about during this Venus retrograde period. We don't always have to solve something. Sometimes we just have to sit with the feeling and have compassion for ourselves and compassion for others. Devin says natal, so Leo's in 11th, Virgo 12th. Okay. That might be in reference to a previous comment. Sorry, Devin. I'm losing my place here. Um, Sun Dancer says, I'm having a solar return, Venus return, and Mercury return all right now. Wow. So you've got a lot going on. Tell me more about what's going on in your life, friend. And then we'll contextualize it. Uh, okay. Let's see. Carol O is here. Uh, it says, I am sitting, listening, and trying to figure out my progressed planets for the first time. Interesting new way for me to look at things. Yeah, progressed charts can really be fascinating. I'm really enjoying um, not just the secondary progressions, but also the, man, I'm having difficulty today recalling the names of things. I don't know what it is. There's something going on in the air today. It's it's the, it's the moon in Pisces conjoining <laughs> Neptune. Um but uh, what is it? What is the concept where you're progressing a chart by four minutes of clock time? Solar directions, is this what I'm thinking of? Man, I don't know why my brain isn't pulling it up today, but there is a book by Martin Ganston um, where he talks about progressing a chart every four minutes, or every year uh, for four minutes of clock time and seeing planets coming to angles. And that, that to me is a really important uh, concept that I've started to use a lot more to see the ripening of a planet. So that's something to think about as well. It's another form of a secondary progression. Uh, solar directions, primary directions, Jesus. <laughs> oh God, sorry. <laughs> sorry, friends. Uh, Raven is here, joining late, but better late than never. Yay, Raven. Hope you're doing well, friend. Nice to see you. 
Uh, Rachel, it's a whole new world of seeing my chart, looking forward to tracking backwards to see what pops out. What I like about just straight secondary progressions, really tracking when planets change signs, especially when your progressed sun changes signs, tracking the moon, you know, where the, your focus might be for that period of time, and especially the moon phase. Like if you're seeing a progressed new moon come up, that's a really big indicator of something important in your life or a full moon or something of that nature. I had a friend who was doing, uh, using a lot of secondary progressions and they were waiting until they made a big change in their life while the moon was balsamic, the ending of a cycle, so that they were just re releasing and letting go. And that, that can really be instructive because sometimes when we push things, just make new starts before the time is right, we can get really frustrated. So being able to see that secondary progression, the secondary progression new moon can really help you plan out your next moves. Uh, Rachel says, love the smoldering brow imagery. <laughs> Conflicts are probably like colds. It's actually healthy to give a few blowouts per year and can lead to greater understanding. Yeah, the furrowing brow. Yes, the furrowing, furrowing brow. Um, I, have a, I, I have a very intense resting, uh, what is it, resting bitch face, whatever you want to call it. Like, I have a very intense angry face, and it is... It can be very scary because I, I just smolder when I'm very angry. Um, but hopefully my smile lights up a room too. But you just have to be conscious of that. I think if you have strong Cancer Leo placements, you just have to be conscious of your own energy leakage sometimes. Um, and especially if you've been pushing down a conflict. I think Cancers in particular can have this really intense anger face. The Cancer is misunderstood as far as us being these softy pushover people, we can be in some circumstances, but if we're really fired up, we are crazy and not nice. <laughs> like, I think that especially if, some, if our space is encroached upon or our family is threatened, we are really, really difficult people. And a lot of the times we're, we're conflict averse. We, we don't do things head on. So if we're, we have not, if we've been like too passive, or it starts to become repressed and it starts to like bubble like a volcano and it can just erupt in emotion. And people can feel that coming off of us like, like radiation, okay? So think about that. If you have like major Cancerian placements in your chart, sometimes it's better just to, to deal with something head on when it first arises rather than going and brooding about it and then having this big blowout. Like uh, that's something I'm learning too, is to deal with a problem when it first arises and not like just sit and let it fester for a long period of time because I'm afraid of disappointing someone or I'm afraid of conflict. Um, Luna says, I enjoy your music. I checked it out the other day. Do you miss performing? Thanks, Luna. I appreciate that. I do a little bit. Yeah, the pandemic shifted things for me. I, I was I had a regular standing gig at my partner's farmer's market uh, for a period of time. And I really enjoyed those gigs and I missed them. And um, I haven't been doing a ton of music and I, I would like to re-engage with it at some point. I just feel really passionate about the work I'm doing here with astrology and the research I'm doing. And I'm feeling a new, very intense attraction to doing more outdoor things right now too, like gardening and, and being a, a steward for the, for the earth and for helping us through this transition of trying to figure out ways to deal with a, a, our changing climate and with some of the challenges that we're going through with that, but also trying to find uplifting ways to do that. Um, so I'm feeling that as a calling right now. 
And music is, to me, music is a one is a delivery method, um, not just a thing of it of its own accord. And when, I always use music as a as a way to deliver some of the same messages I'm delivering just directly here through our our talks. So to me, that is a question of essence versus form. I feel like the essence of what I'm doing is still very similar to when I was performing, but it's just in a different form. And it, it really took a while for me to, to realize that when I was mourning the loss of my music career, not the loss of it, but the dormancy of it. Um, but yeah, I, I listen to music every day and I still enjoy it. And I still try to keep it a part of my life. And there will be a time for it to cycle back around where it might be more of a part of my public offering. But thank you for the compliment on that. You can check me out at Spencer Michelle Music on YouTube and also on SoundCloud. There's some stuff up there. I have so much stuff that I never released that I wish I had that was I wish was up there. But there's a little smattering of things. Um, let's see. Rachel says, wow, at Michelle, I'm so sad you, had, you heard that you were that where you should have felt treasured, you heard that where you should have felt treasured. It can take a long time to unlearn these programs working through as Spencer says, yeah, you know, those, those buttons and, and beliefs were put into place for a long period of time. And sometimes when we're dealing with corruption, whether it's in our own belief systems or external circumstances, you're not going to be able to, to fix it within a day. I'm learning this with like, you know, we had someone who lived in a space for almost seven years and, and they created seven years worth of dirt and like living, you know, stuff. And it's not going to be cleaned in one day, right? So I'm having to come to terms with that and pace ourselves. So pace yourself when you're doing that inner work also. Tarja T is here. Hello from Finland. Leo in the second house. Pluto there too. Yeah, so you're getting, hopefully your, your finances are going okay, Tarja, and everything's going well with there. Be careful about your spending uh, or just make sure that it's in alignment with your values. Uh, Luna says, I'm trying not to get too self-critical during this Venus phase. That's a good, that's good self-care right there. You know, um, we can self-examine without self-criticism, right? And self-evaluation is important as long as it's not destructive, right? There's ways that think about, I liked what someone was saying about this. I don't know where I heard this, but they were talking about whenever you hear that voice internally, it was this this boxer. It was this boxer MMA fighter who was having a lot of trouble, um, getting in trouble with his anger management. And he was thinking about how how really strong his inner critic voice was. And he worked with a therapist that was telling him, every time you feel that, you know, think about how you would say this to a friend or someone externally outside yourself if they were dealing with the same problem. And I think that that's really important. How can we talk to ourselves the way that we would give advice to other people? This is something I've had to do too, because I'm much more gentle with all of you than I am with myself. So I, it, I have to take my own advice sometimes. So I think that's part of it, is how can we, you know, self-examine without self-flagellation? Um, Michelle says, yes, Spencer, definitely be seen and not heard. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. That's a tough one when we feel like we were invisible. Yep. Uh, it's taken me nearly 50 years to see my worth. Well, those are 50 years well spent doing that hard work, Michelle, and you can do it. I have faith in you. And I see you. I see you, friend, and you're valuable. Uh, it's Rachel says it's such a cliche, but it is a journey and you should be so proud of doing this work. I agree. 
Um, Rachel says, in a progressed new moon phase right now, I felt the slow waiting of the balsamic phase and was patient with it. But one of my first, one of my first applied awarenesses of astrology. Yeah, that's important to realize. Just like we need to have patience in a regular new moon phase in, excuse me, everyday life, we have to be patient with that new moon progressed phase too. It takes you know a little. It, it takes work. I found the little tiny baby monarch caterpillar the day that we started cleaning out our downstairs like and it was it was a it was a little tiny reminder that this is a process and that this is an end, not an end result so it, i will see it it's going to grow along with us as, as far as what we're going to be doing with the space and whatnot uh and yes rachel says cancer anger is not to be messed with in all caps it isn't rachel um we are scary when we're mad uh and sometimes it is not even in our control that's the thing that is can be scary out of control anger and uh, defensive anger can be very not good so i definitely agree with that and something that we all as with cancer placements should really examine how we go through the world i think the the thing that i've learned deal with a negative feeling before it gets too big because you can absorb more more and more negativity the problem i have with all these challenges is that i don't face things directly immediately and then it turns into big anger when it's it should have been dealt with when it was small anger does that make sense okay the moon's sticky the moon according to robert schmidt is a collector it's a collector of light so we can collect resentments too <laughs> so try not to do that rachel says i'm mars retrograde and my mars and my anger has historically been internalized really not good to explode your own crab shell yeah amen to that friend uh painted turtle says venus retrograde visiting the sister that is so interesting as i was really meditating on my actual sister yes yesterday just sitting in some of the feelings of our relationship yes and there's more to that Areshkigal story. I would highly recommend checking out Shu Yap's work. And I believe it's in the, whoa, is it the, oh my God. I'm going to have another brain fart here. I'm looking for the, the Epic of Gilgamesh. Is that what that is? This, that's part of whatever the big book of Sumerian myths is, is you can find more information on the Areshkigal Inanna story as well. Okay. Monique says, Spencer, question. The boy, Brody, who's home with a cold, is wondering if you could give him a shout out. Of course. Hey, Brody, I, I'm sorry that you're feeling bad today, friend. Uh, this too shall pass, which I know is not always the most fun thing to hear, but uh, even though you might not be able to breathe really well today, you know, give it a few days and the breath is going to come back and hang in there and, you know, maybe let yourself be pampered a little bit, watch some good TV. I don't know if you do video games or something like that, but just take it easy, you know, just relax. Let, let mom take care of you, you know, <laughs> she'll, she'll, uh, she'll take good care of you. I know she cares about you a lot and loves you a lot and, um, hang in there and get well soon, friend. All right. Rachel says our lives move through seasons. It's beautiful to remember a season with love and some longing but also to know that one day we'll probably look back with love on this current season too. Yes, yes, yes. Oftentimes things aren't as bad as we imagine them in the moment. They feel intense, 
a lot of times if there's anybody that I have a, even a minor disagreement with on this channel, I'll feel the emotions of resistance in me bubble up and I'll be like, oh, I was really intense in my response. And then I listened to it back and I was like, well, I wasn't, I wasn't that bad. I, was, I handled that pretty well. But in the moment, I felt very intensely like, oh, man, was I a jerk? Or, but no, like a, a lot of times our feelings don't necessarily always match. And we look back and we're like, oh, that wasn't necessarily uh, a reflection of what was the actual lived event. This was our feeling about it. Sheila M is here. It says, a day past Tom Brady's solar return in Leo with Venus retrograde. Uh, I'm, there's some weird thing in the chat going on where the, there's like these weird overlap. I don't know why that's happening. I'm trying to make sure I can read things easier. Trying to make, sorry about that. I'm trying to read this. Day past Tom Brady's solar return in Leo with Venus retrograde in his 11th house with his natal sun in Saturn. Let's hope he isn't thinking, rethinking retirement. I was like, thank you, retirement. You just retired. Um, I think Tom Brady's always rethinking retirement, to be honest with you. Tom Brady loves attention and loves, you know, being out on that field. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if every single day it's gnawing at the back of his mind that he wants to be out there and be the man. So Tom Brady is probably never fully retired until he's fucking on <laughs> utilizing a cane or something. So I wouldn't put it past him to come back. The, the only places I could see him coming really back to, number one, is probably Miami, the, the Dolphins. I think that he has he lives around there, and I don't think he wants to be away from his kids. So I think he could, if something happened to Tua, he could possibly be a, a, you know, a, an option there. And the, the Raiders, right, because he has an invested interest in the Raiders, and, and Jimmy G sometimes hasn't had great health in the past. So we'll see. I hope he stays retired, though, for the for the rest of us, <laughs> like, so we could have a turn to win the Super Bowl. Uh, Robin Nadira says, I have a Libra rising, so Leo is my 11th house. I also have Saturn at two degrees Leo and my lot of spirit there as well. Wow. So, yeah, you've got probably some doing some examinations about the, the way the roles that you play within the groups that you're at or the values that you share with these groups, potentially. So good luck with all of that. Painted Turtle says, Spencer, I was uh, wondering if it wouldn't help to get creative vibes mus musically flowing, listening to something like lo-fi or a wordless piece of a live show you like and play some lead guitar to it. Yeah, possibility. Mostly my issue right now is just time. Um, being a one-man one band, uh, I'm doing all the promo. I'm doing all the newsletter. I'm doing all the research. I'm doing all the notes. Uh, I'm posting everything on social media. I'm trying to do things with my garden and my house. Like it's just, it's just a time issue at this point, but it is, it, it was a valuable part of my life and I, I do think it will be again. So yeah, I think little ways of getting back into it are good. Michelle says, yay, my son is a cancer rising and he's fierce when it comes to family and he doesn't put up with any crap. It's true. We can be the sweetest, most gentle people in the world, but you, you threaten a family member or some, somebody that we consider kin. Don't recommend it. I don't recommend it. I, there are times where I've just, we are defenders. We're not going to go seek out a conflict usually. And there's exceptions to this, but we generally don't seek out conflicts. But if someone brings a conflict to us or somebody where we start to feel defensive, that's when you get the big, like the big pinchers come out. Well, Will irritate you to death. <laughs> like, so, 
Oh, let's see. Oh, Monique, thanks for the super chat, friend. Uh, let's see. I'm just going, I'm having to go back through the chat here. Um, Rachel says, Spencer, can you speak a little to the Venus Kazemi and how it differs from, say, other planets being at the heart of the sun? Well, that's a good question. I'm going to have to think about that for a second. Let me just, I'm going to pull the screen back up and I'm just going to show you the Venus Kazemi moment so we can kind of get a reference to it. So let's look at, I believe this is happening on the 13th. Maybe keep your eyes peeled for my offering because <laughs> I, I have this Venus Kazemi on my ascendant while Jupiter is on my midheaven. So here is the Jupiter, a Venus Kazemi, 20 degrees, Sun, Venus coming together. How would it differ from other planets? Well, I'm going to start with by saying how it might be the same as other planets. Every Kazemi is going to be a renewal in the heart of the sun. You know, the, the medieval astrologers or Renaissance astrologers considered a, a, when a planet went under the beams of the sun as a planet taking to its sickbed. Like it, it was ill as it went under the beams and it was being purified. Okay, so the, the sun is a purifying element. It is, it's vitalizing, but it also burns away old form, right? So all the old dross is being burned away as Venus is moving under the beams of the sun. And when it goes into the heart of the sun, it's in that furnace where it's renewed. It's given a new sense of purpose, just as any other planet is. So there's two different types of cycles, though. There's a uh, the superior planets and the inferior planets. And Venus is an inferior planet along with Mercury. Um, the superior planets are Mars, Saturn, and Jupiter. And they have a different synodic cycle than, than Venus and Mercury. Uh, so Venus being renewed in the heart of the sun may give you some insight into what you love, what you value, how you value yourself. And it, it can shine light on what you value. It's, 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 a, it's a clarifying presence. It may not, you may not, you know, your whole life may not change at the Kazemi, but you probably get a moment of clarity around that, especially in your values, especially maybe even related to the topics that, that Venus uh, is responsible for in your chart, which are Taurus and Libra topics. So, so how would Venus differ from the other planets? It's going to be bringing some energy some renewal energy to your Taurus house and your Libra house. So look at where that is in your chart to be able to find out what that Kazemi energy could mean for you. Um, Tarya T says, hey, Rachel, money challenges. I'm at least having those. So Tarya, I think you were mentioning that Venus is retrograding through your second house. So that would make some sense. Michelle says, Haha, I'm happy not, he's, at Rachel, I'm happy he's not a pushover. I showed him his worth from day one. This is referring, I believe, to Michelle's son. Uh, broke the cycle of abuse and verbal and physical with my only child. Good. Yeah, this is what we're trying to do. A lot of times we break those, those cycles of generational trauma, and that's good, right? That's, that's a lot of what our work is, is to, to heal some of those things. I really, truly believe that. And Monique, thanks again for that super sticker friend. Hope that Brody's feeling better and that that made his day. Uh, and shout out to your other famous, famous 
little girl, Lindsay. Hope she's doing well too, and hope she stays healthy throughout that. Uh, Brody, you're famous too, bud. So don't forget it. You know, you're just as famous. Don't let don't let Lindsay steal your steal your light, your spotlight. Okay. Um. Rachel says, I think the chat is inserting emojis overlaid with the text. Yeah, there's some some weird stuff going on in the chat. Maybe it's a Venus retrograde issue. Uh, Sun Dancer says, Sun, Venus, third deck in Leo, third house, Mercury retrograde, nine degrees Virgo, fourth move, new home in the Smokies, new vehicle. Just started making new friends and considering astrology courses for my usual winter hibernation. Well, Sun Dancer, I hope that you will consider going on a Deccan walk with us uh, in October um, and maybe save some resources to be part of our journey. Uh, I would love that. Um, and now, again, I'm going to be releasing that pretty soon. We're going to going to be going on a year-long exploration of the Deccans, probably starting in October and um, or late September, early October. And it's going to be fun. We're going to have a Discord group. We're going to, my, my webinars are going to be a part of it. Um, we're going to have discussions. Uh, it's just, just uh, I'm just really looking forward to doing a longer journey with some of you. Um, Rachel says, friends, I have to leave you shortly. It's evening here in Ireland, and I'm doing an evening digital switch off. Valuing my sleep. Yes. Well, Rachel, thank you for your time with us today. And we'll be winding it down a few minutes here. I'm probably going to have to take off and do some work myself. Um, but but well, let's. Uh, if you have some final questions, let's take maybe about ten more minutes here and put them in the chat, um, and then we'll we'll wrap for the day. Um. Okay. Let's see. Excited to follow the remain remainder on replay tomorrow. Thank you for all your sharing and big thanks to you and offering, sir. So much value here, Spencer. Oh, thank you, Rachel. Thanks for your your generosity and your comments and your stories as well, friend. Susanna is here from Finland. I'm late, but I'm here. Hi, nice to see you, friend. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Rachel says, awesome. I, I, could I light a little Kazemi fire to help burn off the dross? Yes, yes, yes. Do that. All right, friends. Any other questions that are coming through? It's been awesome. It's been fun. I'll take this opportunity. I'll, I'll wait for a few more questions or if there's any other comments or things that you have in there. But take this opportunity to like this video to get it out to the most people that we can and to that helps me to, you know, keep continuing to do what I'm doing. Uh, please subscribe to the channel if you aren't already turn on the notification bell for when we're going live. And please, please, please sign up for the newsletter. That's where I, you know, I try to do I try to give you as much notice as I can for going live. Sometimes it's a little bit late notice, but I, I do the best that I can with the, trying to manage my entire schedule. And uh, oftentimes, if you get an email the day before the live, it's probably because I've had a really busy week with clients and stuff like that and classes. Um, but that's the best way to know when I'm going live. And um, really appreciate all of you. Uh, follow me on the socials for garden stories and I saw a coyote the other day that was super cool I was driving to the home improvement store and I saw a coyote in this little ditch with a little creek and I stopped and kind of got out and filmed it and it was really really an interesting experience and having a lot of nice nature experiences lately I'd love to hear your nature stories too um let's see oh thank you kp1231 I appreciate the super sticker it says thank you Spencer for sharing your wisdom always learn something when I listen. Thank you, friend. Yeah, if you want to make a material donation, the work I'm doing today, friends, a super sticker is a, a great way to do that. Appreciate all of you. Uh, thank you for that. Monique says, remind me when Venus retrograde is over, because I'm over it. <laughs> when is it over? 
September 3rd, I think, is when Venus stations direct. Um, Mercury will station retrograde before that. I believe we're going to have Mercury retrograde uh, like August 23rd or something like that. Is that correct? Yeah, August 23rd, Mercury stations retrograde. Venus will station direct like September 3rd or so. And then Jupiter stations retrograde the next day, September 4th. So Jupiter is taking over for the retrograde kind of energy. So prepare for that and, and keep an eye on the, the uh, Sagittarius and Pisces area of your chart as well, be coming up for review as well as the Taurus area of your chart. Thank you so much, Dawn, for your super sticker. I appreciate you. Uh, Luna says, uh, uh, creating harmony says, no questions, but thanks for this Q&A. Thank you. Thank you, friend. Thank you. I think that's Khadija. Um, appreciate you, friend. Sorry if it's not, but I appreciate you, whoever you are. Sometimes I have to remember who everyone is. Uh, Luna, thank you for taking your time with us. Thank you, friend. Sundancer says, I would love to learn from you, Spencer. Thank you for your time. Thank you, friend. Thank you for sharing and, and your stories as well. Luna says, I had a coyote in my yard one night, howling, so cool. They are really cool animals. Um, people sometimes consider them a nuisance, but they are survivors. This is what I'm taking from this. Tanya was telling me the other day about the coyote that if, if you actually eliminate some of them from the, uh, from the pack, the ovulating females will listen for the howls. And if they don't hear all the rest of the howls, they will actually ovulate more <laughs> so they will create more babies to make up for missing members of the pack so they are amazingly adaptive creatures so so there's a lot to learn from that um let's see let's see luna says september will be crazy you really have to watch the diet yeah yeah well friends you all have been so great today thank you for your uh your presence and for the super chats and the super sticker. Thank you for all the questions. Thank you for being an amazing community. Please keep your eye out for my, my big year-long offering that's going to be coming soon. Um, please thank you for your patience for the for allowing me to put it together and make sure it's the best it can be and you know get all the details together. I've been managing a lot of different projects here, so I'm trying to put as much energy as I can into that. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry, I didn't get to the end of this without choking so venus is saying it's time to go <laughs> sorry friends something went something went down the right wrong pipe as it often does uh luna says go enjoy your garden go enjoy your garden time see you monday yes um yeah for all for those of you who are in class thank you so much for showing up here today as well so friends uh, it's been wonderful hanging out with you today. Hang in there for the Venus retrograde. Try to en enjoy yourself as much as you can. Thank you, Susanna, for the late super sticker there. I appreciate you. Um, and just just be kind to yourself. You know, if Venus is in the underworld right now, you got to make extra effort to be kind to others. You have to count to 10 before you blow up or something like that. Just have some compassion that everyone's going through this and everyone might be having this, some similar challenges of trying to you know, evaluate their, their own value and try to set healthy boundaries and things of that nature. So we're all in this together. We're all going through this process. So be kind to yourself through this process and be kind to one another and we'll, we'll get through it together. So friends, that's what I've got for you today. We'll breathe again here. Uh, we'll see you the next time. I'll see you next week for the new moon in Leo 
three, we're going to do a live stream breaking down the new moon that squared Uranus and Taurus. So uh, I hope you tune in for that, and I will see you the next time. Peace, my friends. Have a good one.